0: Cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. And even better, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code WTTC at LumiDeodorant.com. Again, that's WTTC at LumiDeodorant.com.
1: They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com.
0: Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. On today's episode, I have Olivia Eve, host of For You From Eve podcast. Olivia, welcome to the pod. I'm so
2: excited to have you. Hi, Brian. I'm so excited to be here. This is like the second podcast recording I've done and th- I haven't done one in so long. So I'm super excited to kind of be interviewed today and be on the opposite end. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. We just recorded an episode
0: on Olivia's podcast. So I will obviously link that down below. You have to go check it out. Her podcast
2: is unreal.
0: <laughs> um, Olivia, can you give a little introduction about who you are and what you do?
2: Yeah. So my name is Olivia Eve. I have a podcast called for you from Eve that kind of just centers around becoming a better version of your yesterday self through health, wellness, fitness, but also kind of the realistic side of it and not being someone who wakes up at 6am every single day to work out. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a college student. I'm a junior studying marketing and I commute from home. I live in New Jersey, and I'm 21 years old, so I'm kind of still figuring everything out, but mm-hmm. just starting things. I just started social media a little bit. Not the best at it, but it's slowly getting there. Yeah,
0: I am not good at social media at all. like at it's all. Like it's us, especially
2: TikTok. It's like it's you'll get like, like two different- likes on something, and then like 2,000. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, so should I be reposting everything? I'm like, do you guys do you need to see it again? Is that the issue? Guys, this
2: was a good one. I promise if you see it at the right time, (laughs) you're gonna like it. Yeah.
0: It's always the ones that I try the hardest on that like don't do well. And then the ones that be like in sweats and a hoodie, like looking disgusting are the ones that everyone goes, Oh my God, I love it.
2: Me too. I like try so hard on where I like edit it and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I post it. I'm like, this one's going to go viral. Like this one's going to go crazy. And it gets like 300 likes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And And then I look so bad in one and it gets like 80,000 likes. I'm like, that's great. I would have tried harder.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Seriously. Um, But so your podcast is amazing. I've been binging episodes for like the past few weeks. Um, Do you want to kind of tell everyone like why you started the podcast and like also where the name inspo comes from? It's like such a cute, clever name
2: yeah um so it's so funny because honestly this podcast has grown so much and like I can't even I didn't imagine I've had my podcast for about nine months now Mm -hmm. and it's just grown in such an amazing way where I'm just so thankful that the community I built is so supportive and loyal Mm -hmm. um but for you for me
0: sorry I just saw your insta post about like all your downloads unreal
2: yeah I I literally hit like 10,000 followers like last week and now I hit like 20,000 and I just like every single day I'm like texting my boyfriend I'm like I hit 10k oh, I hit 15k yeah. like <laughs> it's so weird but it's like and I hate posting so much about it but then also I'm like I but, want like, people to see how thankful I am for them yeah
0: and also like you should be so proud of yourself like you put yeah. in so much work and like work your ass off like yeah you deserve to post about it and be like look at how well this is going
2: Yeah. I really do love it, but it started off for you from Eve started as an Instagram blog, just purely for me because Mm -hmm. my middle name is Eve. And I always liked it more than Olivia, which is my first name. Yeah. And when I created this, like, Instagram vision board it was a private account zero followers didn't accept anyone and I just followed influencers and posted things that I had on my Pinterest so it was kind of like when I said for you from Eve I was kind of saying like this is something I'm creating for you from me you right. know what I mean like yeah. I'm I'm putting out this content for you even though it was a private account I was like maybe one day I'll like relaunch it Mm -hmm. um but yeah I was just posting kind of like journal entries and Pinterest quotes and aesthetic pictures and then I was like you know what let me just make this account and like no one knew about this account my friends didn't know about it like it was just my thing and then one day I let people I like opened it up to people following and I had 36 followers on this account Mm -hmm. and I remember I dm'd a few of my favorite influencers and I don't know if you know Danielle Bernstein do you know her? No,
0: but I'm gonna look her. She's like, We wore,
2: she has a brand called We Wore What. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, now I
2: know. So I DM'd her one of my posts and she responded to me. And I had like I literally had 36 followers and just opened it this day. And I was writing in my manifestation journal. And I was like, for you for me will be successful. I just kept writing it and writing it. And then all of a sudden I go on my phone and I see a DM from her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, This is an amazing content. Like, you should really branch out with this. Yada, yada, yada. Like, you should really pursue oh this. My
0: God. Yeah. And I was like,
2: uh, I was like, oh, I look at my manifestation <laughs> journal and I look at that DM and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, there's no yeah. way. And so after that point, I was like, I kind of realized I didn't love writing or journaling as much as I loved talking. Like, if people right. needed advice and they came to me, I-, I like to send audio messages. I don't text it. I like to FaceTime. Like, mm-hmm. I realized I just love talking about these things. I love listening to them. And so When I kind of realized how much I loved listening to podcasts and getting excited about, you know, Alex Cooper putting out a new episode. I was like, I want someone to get excited about me doing something like that. Mm -hmm. And I bought a $25 microphone set from Amazon and I just started to record with friends that I knew from home and then started to edit them. I think I scheduled like nine episodes before launching for you for me. And that's kind of how it started. So it started as like an Instagram blog at first.
0: Oh my God. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. I literally had 36 followers on Instagram when I started it. Like that's something I advocate for a lot is like, do not wait until you have a thousand or 2000 followers. Like I have 2000 followers on Instagram and 20,000 on my podcast. Like you're going to grow in such a weird way.
0: Exactly. And like, you're never going to feel ready. So you might as well just like do it and like learn from there. Cause you're never, exactly. I knew if it, I just
2: yeah. kept waiting to get more followers, I was like, I'm never going to do it then.
0: exactly. Like, how's my
2: page going to grow if I'm not putting out content?
0: Exactly. Um, so you just talked about manifesting. Um, mm-hmm. how do you kind of get in? Like, I love manifesting. I'm, it's crazy. My mom and I yesterday were like talking about one of my ex boyfriends and mm-hmm. then he popped up. Like, it was like weird. And I was like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, why does this keep happening to me? Um, but so what's your favorite way to manifest? I guess is like a good thing.
2: to be like completely transparent. I haven't done it in kind of a while. If you guys can't see it if you're listening, but I have a vision board right behind mm-hmm. me where that's kind of my favorite. I guess, daily practice of manifestation is I create a vision board on Pinterest Mm -hmm. and I basically just put all these pictures of what I want my dream life to be. You know, where do I want to live? Where do I want to travel to? How many kids do I want? Like, do I want to get married? What company do I want to work at? Whatever it is that I want for my future self, I kind of grab in picture form and I'll print out the pictures and I'll create a very cute kind of vision board. So that way I wake up every morning and I see those pictures and I'm inspired on why I want to work so hard. Mm -hmm. So I think seeing that is kind kind of a daily practice of manifesting, whether you realize it or not. And I know it can be kind of weird for people to begin it because it's when you think manifesting, you're thinking I'm journaling and I'm saying things out loud and that can be awkward. But once you kind of realize you're just doing it to yourself, it's all about the comfort you have and the security you have within yourself. So I kind of just started to journal things and talk about them. And I did it more in a law of attraction way where I acted as if I was already there. Like I would say I have clear skin versus I want clear skin or I will have it. Like, I'll be like, I have it. Like I'll wake up and look in the mirror with 10 pimples on my face and be like, I have clear skin. So that's kind of my favorite way to do it is just waking up and being the person that you want to be rather than saying you're going to be that person. And I think it could be a kind of a weird adjustment, but it does work. Like I believe that I have manifested my life that I have right now and it will continue to get better. And I haven't done it in a while. Like I said, let me get back into it, but I'm definitely super into manifesting I'm also very religious so I kind of revolve it around Christ and not necessarily like the universe but I think mm-hmm. it's different for everyone and however they want to kind of make it into their life
0: agreed and like a big thing with vision boards it's I same thing I would make a vision board and then I would set it as my phone background so I just yeah. constantly would see it and like subconsciously start to like embody that person that like I want to be.
2: Exactly. And I've been at super low points in my life. Like in high school, I was at such a bad point with my health, like my first year of college, like my health, my fitness, my relationship, the insecurities I had with myself. I was at such a low point. Mm-hmm. And once I started to get into manifesting, meditating, and started to kind of just get into the wellness journey, that's when I started to feel everything change for me. And it's really weird because When you do it once, you're not going to wake up and see your life change. But when you do it every single day, you're going to start to see your life change in a few months.
0: Yeah. It's definitely something that you have to keep at. If I could do it once and like wake up tomorrow and like live in a penthouse, like (laughs) I would, I would be manifesting everything all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like it's like going to the gym. It's like you go to the gym one day, you're not going to wake up with a different body. But if you go to the gym every single day for the next three months, you're going to have a different body at the next three months, you know?
0: Totally. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, on your podcast, I was listening to one of your episodes, and you talk a lot about leading a balanced life. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you said on one of your episodes that I really admire is you were saying how if you're like, for example, like, too overwhelmed with school or something, and you don't have time to record a podcast episode, or it will like stress you out to try and yeah. sit and record, that you'll just not record an episode for that time, and you'll kind of preserve your mental health and like do mm-hmm. self care and like take care of yourself. How do you find this balance between like school and your social life, having a podcast, social media, and making sure that you don't reach that point of burnout? Because I think a lot of us overwork ourselves and feel like we have to do all these things. Girlies, we know Huffridge Collective is my absolute pride and joy. So I only use the best when it comes to selling our items. Therefore, we use Shopify. When I first started Rich Collective, I was so new and so inexperienced, I literally had no idea how to sell our products, especially worldwide. Thankfully, Shopify has made it a seamless and easy process. Now we are selling all over the world. It's the perfect platform if you're trying to grow your business. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify's the global force behind Alberts, Rothys, and Brooklyn, plus millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, that's shopify.com slash WTTC, because now is the time to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, head over to shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorite company once again. That's right, we're talking about Lumi, and for all the girlies who don't know, Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt, so she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant that's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. I just got a new Lumi deodorant in the mail the other day, and I kid you not, it smells exactly like toasted coconut. And I mean, who doesn't want to smell like coconut all day long? But if that isn't your vibe, then they also have scents like clean tangerine or lavender sage. Lumi has a starter pack that is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code WTTC at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code WTTC.
2: A hundred percent. And I've always been like that because I've always been like, if I want something, I'm getting it. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Like if I want to this part-time job, I'm applying and I'm getting this part-time job, no matter what I have. And I put a yeah. million things on my plate until one day I wake up and I have all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just for background, I'm a college student. I work part-time at a boutique and I have my podcast and I also try to like manage social media and manage working out. So I definitely have a lot on my plate. Um, and I feel like like I said in the podcast episode, I take a lot of breaks. Like if I I woke up this morning and I had an 8am class, I went to my 8am class and I came back and I could have just Grinded out a bunch of work until my podcast, but I was like, No, I'm taking a nap, I'm sleeping mm-hmm. until 12 p.m. because my body's tired. And if I don't do that, then I won't have energy for these podcast recordings today. I'm not going to have energy right. later. And so, I think just listening to our bodies and listening to our brains is the biggest thing. And a lot of the time, we'll just ignore the way that we feel. You know, if we wake up with a migraine, we're just like, Oh, it's just because I stayed up late, but it's like, yeah. No, like you can't put yourself in that position every single day because. If you push yourself to a point of burning out, everything that you worked so hard for is going to get thrown out the window. You know, if I recorded a podcast three days a week and spent, you know, 30 hours editing a week and everything, and I was constantly just pushing, pushing, pushing out content, yeah, I'm sure my followers would go up. But at the same time, it's like I'd probably give up the podcast in a year because I'd be like, yeah. I hate this. Like, I can't do this all the time. Yeah. So, I think that's why my podcast has been successful is because I'm organic with it. It wasn't something I forced to make money or grow my following. It was something I wanted to do because I wanted to have the same effect on people that people had on me. So I feel like doing it is such an organic thing. And I think it has a lot to do with the priorities. You know, I prioritize school. I prioritize my podcast. So unless you prioritize your side hustle, you're not going to have an urge to want to do it. And you're going to want to wake up, you know, your side hustle should be something that you don't think about putting into your schedule because you're going to wake up and you want to do it already. Exactly. So I think that's a really big thing about keeping a balanced lifestyle is having your priorities straight and being like, these are the things that I want in my future and the things I need to work on. And then I plan a lot. Like I use mm-hmm. Google calendar like crazy. I have a planner, like post notes, everything. And honestly, people make fun of me all the time for putting everything in my calendar. Like me and my friends are about to hang out. They're like, Wait, put it in your calendar. You have to like, let them know that you're hanging out with us Friday night. <laughs> and know, I'm like, I, will. I am yeah. I'm actually putting it in my calendar because I will forget. And I need to revolve my workout around it. I need to revolve my editing around it. So I think planning is a huge thing that some people, some people just don't like to do it. And sometimes yeah. they don't need it, but I personally like really need to need it or else I won't be able to prioritize things in my day that I want to get done.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm the exact same. I will plan really far in advance just so that I never am like surprised that something's coming up, like, especially for school and stuff. Like I will know That's the, the worst, worst feeling. And it's yeah. like, I have a paper due. So like start doing it now. Does that always happen? No. Am I procrastinating to the night before? Sometimes yes. But like just having that schedule, like really helps to kind of alleviate some of that anxiety.
2: I agree. And it's like, if you're listening to this and you feel very stressed out because you're working part-time and you're in school and you're trying to manage that lifestyle, it's like, just listen to yourself and know that it's okay. You don't have to be productive every single day. Like you could take a Sunday literally doing nothing. You could clean your room and watch YouTube the rest of the day. Like if you don't have days like that, you're not going to have days where you're super productive. You know, you can't have good days without the bad ones. And I think that's just a really good thing to keep in the back of your mind. Don't let it push you to a point where you're, you know, not doing anything for a week, but at the same time, it's like, if you really want that lifestyle, you're going to make time for it, but also make sure you're listening to your body. Nothing in life is that serious. You know, we're just human beings. We're not robots meant to function every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think also having an influencer you look up to helps a lot because it's like, you kind of see what they're doing and it inspires you and teaches you new tricks. So mm-hmm. trying to get on the motivation side of TikTok or like YouTube or Instagram, cause that yeah. honestly helps me so much. It helps me too. I'm like,
0: I'm very much a person that if I were to take a Sunday and just lay on the couch, I feel guilty a lot of the time. So it's definitely a thing that I have to remind myself, like you're allowed to take a day off, like your body actually needs it. My boyfriend will get mad Mm -hmm. at me all the time when I'm like, I have to go to the gym, I have to work out, I have to do all this stuff. And he's like, dude, your body's falling apart. He's like, you're supposed to take breaks. Like that's a very normal thing to do. And if you overwork yourself, like I'm definitely a victim of that. But if you overwork yourself, you do reach these points of like complete burnout where you're like, I don't want to do anything anymore. And it really just hinders you even more than it would if you have just took a full day to just like relax and have fun and just
2: kind of live. Exactly. And I I just had one of those experiences like last week because I was like, my goal is to run three times this week for 30 minutes because I've been trying to get back into cardio. You too? No, but like
0: you're gonna run for thirty minutes.
2: Oh, is that hard on the treadmill? I mean, maybe I'm just like so out of shape and like heavily. I used to be like a huge athlete in high school, like soccer, basketball, track. So like I (laughs) should be able to run thirty minutes. Like.
0: Oh my I should God. be able to. No, I literally will go on the treadmill and I'll like try and run and I'll take my like my hoodie or whatever and I'll put it over the clock because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see the time. So I'm running and I'm like, holy shit, this must have been like a good hour and a half. I look
2: at just <laughs> And a half minutes. I'm like, okay. So, I'm honestly, the first twelve minutes are really hard, but then when you get a runner's high, like yeah. you're able to <laughs> go. But yeah, I'm, I'm like compared well. to how I used to be. Oh my god, I used to run like five, six minute miles, and now it takes oh me like eight to ten minutes. Like it takes me a while now. It's like I have to get back into running. Like, but, like that's so good for you. Like it fun. used to be. Now I'm like a beginner again. But yeah, I'm trying to run like three times a week for thirty minutes. And when I put this in my goal. I ended up doing it three days in a row, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when I should have taken a break. And I haven't worked out in four days now because I decided to do that three days in a row. My body was so tired because it's not used to running, especially the treadmill is so bad for you. So that's kind of like an example of, I tried to reach a goal and I burned myself out and I haven't been to the gym in four days because I burned myself out the first three days when I should have taken more time in between those days.
0: Yeah. I saw something on TikTok actually yesterday and it was like, some person was like saying a motivational thing and it was like the slower way to get somewhere is at, or like wait oh, what is it it's like basically like the slower you are that's the fastest way to get there and I was like yeah. that's actually true like taking your time is actually more beneficial than it is to just go like zero to a hundred really really fast mm-hmm. and like burn yourself out or like get tired of it lose passion whatever it is
2: 100 percent, especially in the wellness world because it's like when we want to step into this transition of healthy living we think we have to do everything the next day we're like mm-hmm. i have to go to the gym wake up at 6 a.m go grocery shopping meal prep meditate manifest journal it's like slow down you don't have to yeah. do all those things at once like you could do pick up one new thing a week. Because if you do that, people are like, oh, I get motivated for a week. And then I'm not consistent. And it's like, because you're trying to do a million things at once, like every week, add something new into your lifestyle. And that's when it's going to become a daily practice rather than something you kind of just lose motivation for after a week of doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. What are some um, like health and lifestyle, like wellness tips that someone could incorporate like every week? very small things because like you said, you don't want to go like go crazy with it at the beginning, but to just slowly kind of get themselves in there.
2: Yeah. I think journaling is something I talk about a lot because it helps Mm -hmm. me so much. I prefer guided journals, like something that's going to have a prompt. I have Mm -hmm. one from mad happy. That's kind of like a mood journal. And then I have a five minute journal that's kind of more gratitude manifesting. So I think journaling I know for some people, they're like, I can't do it. I can't just sit there and write stuff. But it's really, really helped me, especially when it has prompts, because it's like, I'm able to kind of, you know, not have to think about what I have to write, I'm going to see a question, and I'm going to be able to think about it. So I think journaling, meditating, manifesting, whether you want to do a guided, you know, meditation on Spotify, or on YouTube, or whatever, those really, really helped me. And then I would say, Meal prepping is like a huge thing when people want to get into a healthy lifestyle but they don't make time to meal prep or grocery shop. It's like you're going to get hungry and pick the first and easiest thing in your refrigerator. So, meal prepping is can be complicated and time-consuming and maybe a little bit expensive, but for me like that's something that's worth putting my money and time towards because I know how it's going to make me feel. Especially recently I've been having like a lot of stomach issues and I I just tell like I could tell like my stomach is sensitive to dairy or, you know, whatever so um, i think meal prepping is a really big thing but you know like i said you don't have to incorporate these things every day you know going on walks you know sleeping earlier taking your vitamins these are things you should be incorporating into your daily life if you want to start the wellness journey but it's not something that you should do every single day especially like the first day that you want to start yeah exactly
1: Uh, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice
0: mental health type of things that you do to just kind of like regroup find your center again and like
2: continue on i feel like people are gonna hate this answer but working out and it's like people that don't work out hate hearing that because they're like no no no, you don't understand like it stresses me out more Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you once you reach the point where working out is your therapy it's the best feeling ever like I'll go I'll end work right and I'll go to the gym I force myself to go to like I bring my gym clothes to work so that way straight after work I have to go Mm -hmm. and I'm like so stressed on the way there I'm like maybe crying or stressed out or I'm anxious and I get to the gym and I start working out and I leave the gym and I'm like what just happened like what happened in there that my mood is this different so I think working out is a huge thing of self-care and it doesn't have to be like oh I'm working out for 45 minutes and lifting all these heavy weights you can go on a 30 minute walk and listen to a podcast, that's still a workout. You're moving your body. Mm -hmm. So I think working out, going on walks, listening to podcasts, scrolling through Pinterest and putting on like a comfort show really helps me too. Like I put on like friends or new girl and I'm like, I feel comfortable. And I'm like, I feel so safe and like everything. So I think Self-care is just something that you love doing that makes you happy, you know, making a coffee and journaling outside. So those are some of my favorite things to do. I love being outdoors in the sun. I'm in New Jersey, so it's always cold here. And I'm sure someone who lives in Canada, you know what I mean. It's like New York.
1: Um
2: but I love being in the sun and I think I definitely get like seasonal depression where in the summer, if I'm on the beach, that's it. Any thought I have is like out the window, mm-hmm. but in the winter, it's a little bit different and I kind of have to try harder to use self-care in a way where I could do it from home. Right. I'm not one of those people that can put on a face mask, light a candle and get in the bath and feel better. I, I can't do it. I
0: can do I'm not
2: like one of those people. Exactly. It's like, oh, now I have to take off the face mask and now <laughs> I have to drain the water. Like I'm annoyed. Oh Yeah. So I think working out really helps me Um, reading a book really helps me because it kind of just like makes me escape, which I don't know if it's a good thing, but it takes my mind off of something for a few hours. So. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: I, I always tell everyone, like I have to work out first thing in the morning. That's just how I do it. And so Mm -hmm. I work out in my apartment gym, which is so nice because it's like from the time I I work out, it's like a 10 minute gap. Like I am with it. Um, because I'm a very anxious, like high strung person. So when I wake up, sometimes I wake up and I'm like panicked, like for no reason. And so the first thing I do is I go to the gym. And even today I was listening to my body. I did not want to do a hardcore workout. So I just walked on the treadmill for like 45 minutes and I was like, okay, great. Like now I feel so much better. I can like start my day. I feel calm.
2: Exactly. It's so weird because I actually hate working out in the morning, which is like, yeah, I don't know why I've tried it. Like for a straight month, I was going to the gym at like 7 a.m. before work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I just really prefer it at night when I I know this is so weird, but I mean, I could be more on routine with my showers and like I could just like. Go to the gym, it tires me out for some reason. Like it makes me, Mm -hmm. my body so tired. So when I get home and I'm tired and I'm sweating and I just take a shower, eat my dinner, I'm in bed by like 9 30 and I just feel so relaxed. So I'm like a huge working out at night person. I feel like a lot of people are like, no, I can only lose weight if I work out in the morning and I can only be productive if I work out in the morning. But I've done that and I think it's amazing for people who can do that. I've just never been able to. Yeah, everyone's
0: so different. So just like finding what works best for you, like. Is the most important thing. But exactly. What is so, like, maybe this is just a me thing. I love hearing, like, what people do in a day. So, like, walk us through, yeah. like, an average day because you obviously do a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, let it, like, let us in on how your day typically goes.
2: Yeah. I'll give you a day where I'm like, have like no class or anything or like work because normally most of the day, all I have is class or work, but like tomorrow, which is Tuesday, I only have one class from like one thirty to three 30. So I kind of get to pick my schedule. Um, so I normally will wake up at like Eight. Like I try to wake up at around seven or eight. Sometimes I don't wake up till nine or ten, depending on the night before. If it's midterm week and I'm staying up till 3 a.m. studying, I don't wake up till like 10. Um, but I like to wake up and I love morning routines. I always talk about morning routines on my podcast because I think it shapes your whole day. So I like to take my vitamins, I have to have a coffee first thing in the morning after my water, brushing my teeth, washing my face. Um, something else I have to do every single day is make my bed. Like I can't not make my bed. Even if I'm going to sit in it afterwards it has to be made. That's yeah. a really good habit. I've been doing it since I was like 15. Cause I watched it on YouTube. This girl named Cambria joy, like was like, I have to make my bed every morning. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to be like her. Like I have to make my bed. <laughs> and after I started to do it for a few months, it's just, I can't go a day without making it. Um, but yeah, kind of just like starting my morning off and every single morning, if it's a good day, I like to go on a walk in the morning and then do my workout at night. I think putting on a podcast and just walking in the morning, even if I'm like, there was a point where me my mom and my aunt and my sister would wake up at like five 30 in the morning, put on our sweats and hoodies and walk around our block from like six to eight because like no one's out. Like. So, super quiet and it's it's therapeutic so, relaxing, so therapeutic Like if i have a podcast and it's six a.m i don't do it alone because i get scared yeah I get <laughs> i'm gonna scared. get like kidnapped or something because yeah. those are like the kidnapping hours is like four to six a.m it's like dark out you're like no thanks exactly not. exactly but that used to be like going on a walk in the morning is something i try to do and then eating my breakfast taking a body shower And I like going to Starbucks sometimes I have an office in my house, but sometimes I'll go to Starbucks or the office in my house, kind of just sit down with my planner and on Sundays I always plan my week but I like to plan what I'm going to do for the day like the morning of the day so Tuesday I'll be like I have classroom this time I have you know, an internship meeting at this time a recording at this time. So I like to plan out everything I have to do for the day. And then something my days really are filled with right now is like summer internship calls. So Mm -hmm. I know you didn't intern or anything. It's not like normalized in Canada, which I think Mm -hmm. is so interesting, but before getting internships, you try to like network with people who work at those companies. So Mm -hmm. this whole week I have like three calls a day so not not a day three calls for the week oh, i was like oh my god i was yeah, like no, what are these internships the yeah so i have like some of those planned so editing my podcast i try to record a solo episode when i have time So kind of just getting all my work done up until five o'clock. And then I like to go to the gym at around five thirty, get home six thirty, eat my dinner, take a shower and then I'm in bed. If it's a good night, I'll do my manifestations and meditate before bed. And if it's not, I just put on a TV show and fall asleep.
0: Same. Like I, everyone, I'm a very big morning person. Like I do mm-hmm. everything in the morning. And so everyone will always like make fun of me when I'm in bed by like eight 30 and I'm like, okay, nine oh, o'clock. Same. Like, yeah, I will talk to you tomorrow when I wake up,
2: especially on the weekend. Sometimes people are like, we're going to go out at 9.00 PM. I'm like, oh, we're leaving the house at 9.00 PM. Like, <laughs> do you guys think I can leave the house at 9.00 PM? I know that's literally me I'm like I'm sorry you want me to stay up past my bedtime yeah I'm like one of those people on the weekends where my friends have to drag me out of the house to go out sometimes where it's like sometimes in the summer I'll be like oh I'm down to go to dinner in a bar like it's summertime in the winter I have to be dragged out of my house because I can't do it I'm like in hibernation
0: I can't either and like it's cold and then I'm I mean I'm sure like you're from somewhere cold too so like you probably understand. but like The big thing in Canada was, like, do you bring a jacket to the bar? Do you not? Like, how much alcohol do you need to, like, stay warm? Like, like, I would just rather, like, cozy up in my bed, have some tea, and, like, be very calm. Yeah.
2: And I get so much heat for it. They're like you're being boring, like get out. I'm like no, you don't get it. Like I need to sleep with my oil diffuser on and like mm-hmm. be in bed at a normal time and especially like during the week when you have such a busy week with school and work and podcasts and everything. It's like you just want to like go to sleep at a normal time on Friday mm-hmm. and spend time with yourself and watch a movie and order takeout and I'm so lucky that my boyfriend is the same way. It's like weird because we, if we want if one of us wants to go out like it's always us wanting to go out at the same time like there's never a time where he really wants to go out and I don't we're always on the same wavelength yeah. but we love just like ordering takeout and watching movies and playing on his Nintendo Switch like those are our like favorite nights and I'm so grateful because growing up any friend that I've had would like Hate on me for not wanting to go out, so I was always being like, "I'm going to get into a relationship in my 20s, and my boyfriend's going to hate me." Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, so lucky that I have someone in my life that I can stay home with that doesn't get mad at me for like not wanting to go out.
0: No, literally, same. That's like we are the same person. (laughs) Um, so I was listening to one of your episodes, and you made note to say, "Don't fake your emotions." Mm -hmm. I think that's so important, and like so important to like tell people that like it's okay. Um, do you want to kind of get into a little bit about like why you think that's so important and like what you kind of mean when you say that?
2: Yeah. So like I said, I went through kind of a dark stage when I was in high school and graduating, I would say like junior, senior year, and then getting into college. I just didn't have a good group of friends to, I guess, confide in and be like, I feel this way and being accepted for it. And so after for so long telling people how I felt and not getting the same response of like, oh, I'm so sorry, or like talking to me about it and kind of just getting ignored or being called dramatic or I'm overthinking or, you know, whatever, after being treated that way, when you're so raw with your emotions and so vulnerable and transparent, I completely shut that part out of my life. And I was like, I don't want anyone to know how I feel. I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing, where I'm at, how I'm doing nothing. Like I want to be on my own. This was before my relationship had started. And I was very, just like my first year of college. And even my second year, I was just very depressed. Like I was, I started dating my boyfriend my first year of college. And that he like has seen me grow into, he's like three years older than me. So like, he kind of learned a lot of these things. Yeah, literally they're, the best. They know so much better. It's yeah. crazy.
0: My boyfriend's older too. And I'm like, oh, thank God.
2: Yeah. Cause we're always more mature. So it's like having someone on my level is like he's probably <laughs> he's way more mature than I am. But, yeah. um, yeah. So I went through this just like really dark phase of being super insecure, finding it very hard to open up to people because of the way that I had been treated about it in the past. And I kind of just lied about the way I felt through everything. And it's like when you're in a relationship and that person knows you like the back of their hand, you can't lie to them about your emotions. You you can't, you can't get anything past them. It's like, if I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, "Mm, no, no, no. Like you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, but before that, when I didn't have that relationship and I was kind of at a point where having nobody to be comfortable talking about my feelings with. I just started to lie about the way that I felt. I lied about if I was sad, if I was anxious, I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And people don't care enough to get into detail with you about it. They're like, no, I know you're not fine. They don't care. Like they're on their own thing going on. So, Once I started to feel this way, like if I was at a party or a bar or something and I was feeling very anxious, sometimes I get super anxious when I'm out at bars or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like I hate the club scene. Mm -hmm. I get super anxious and I don't like it. But because I was with people I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Because I was with people I wasn't comfortable with. I hid all my emotions that I was feeling until I kind of like was in the bathroom spiraling with myself. Right. And so I feel like because I've been in those shoes of hiding my emotions and seeing what it's done to me. I know other girls go through it and that's kind of why I preach about it. And I'm so raw with it because I've been there and I want girls to know, like, even if you're in the bathroom and you're having an anxiety attack in the middle of a club, I want you to think to yourself, like, it's okay. Olivia has gone through this. Like Mm -hmm. girls go through this. Like this is a normal feeling. And so um, I feel like because I had gone through hiding my emotions, once I got into a relationship where I didn't have a choice to hide my emotions and I was able to let everything out comfortably and not be judged, it made me grow within myself and made me stop hiding emotions because if you hide emotions from yourself and from the people around you that actually care about you and support you, you're going to start to just those feelings of anxiousness and overthinking are never going to go away because you're trapping them inside. You're not letting them out. You're not healing them. And once I was able to kind of heal that part of me and grow as a woman, I don't get anxious thoughts anymore. Not all the time, but not as much, you know? So I feel like I've just learned that putting my emotions out there in front of the right people is going to help you with the self-love journey. I'm like a very big advocate for being able to grow individually while also being in a relationship. And if you can't do that, you're not in the right relationship. Um and yeah, so that's kind of like my little rant on that. No, I totally agree. Especially like when you're finally open with your
0: emotions and how you're mm-hmm. feeling and everything you can work through them. Like you said, like if you suppress everything at some Mm -hmm. point, they're going to come out whether you like it or not. And it's going to be way worse than if you would have just worked through it and like understood why things are happening. Like I'm a very big advocate for like, if I'm angry or like sad or something, I think Mm -hmm. like, okay, why am I like this? Like, why do I feel sad right now? Like, why am I angry? And then I try and like work myself through it instead of just like, Yeah. Like just like suppressing it. And then later on in the week, I lash out at someone because I just never dealt with something from like two weeks ago. Exactly.
2: And if you are someone who's like you open up to people that, you know, tell you you're dramatic or overthinking, please take them out of your life, because Mm -hmm. I promise you that is going to really, really drain you and damage you like I've been with people where I'm like crying about like being anxious and they're like, anxiety isn't real. Like shut up. And when you're anxious and you hear something like that, it like really messes with you. And I just don't, I don't tolerate it anymore. If I get bad energy from someone after opening up to them, I will never open up to them again in my life. And it's not even me holding a grudge. It's me protecting my heart and protecting my emotions.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Especially like, same thing like if I were to talk to someone and they were basically like oh you're so dramatic like it's okay like get over it you it really traumatizes you and then you have to learn to like like we say like you have to be strong in yourself and be like no my feelings are valid my biggest pet peeve is people discredit my feelings and I'm like no I'm feeling them for whatever reason so they're valid exactly you need to acknowledge it and then from there you can like move forward and like work on it
2: yeah and it doesn't even like once I was when I started birth control like obviously your mood swings are insane Um,
0: like insane
2: so I'm on facetime with my boyfriend one night and I look like I go over to my bedside table to like grab a water bottle because I was Uh thirsty and I just start crying because there's no water on my bedside table (laughs) so I just start bawling my eyes out. he's like what happened I'm like there's no water I have to go downstairs for water and like he wanted to laugh but at the same time he knew why I was doing it and he's like it's okay it's okay you could go get the water but like obviously looking back you're like that's so funny and ridiculous but in the moment you're like genuinely stressed out like you're like oh my god there's no water on my bedside table yeah
0: so funny no I totally yeah I totally agree like I my birth control
2: oh my god it was like horrible I hate birth control by the way I'm like Goodbye. Yeah. I can't
0: yeah. I had to go off of it because it was so bad for my hormones and like I had to like regulate my body because it was so messed up.
2: Yeah. I was on it for like nine. I went on it for my acne only. Like that was the only way I reason I went on it. And I was on it for nine months and my skin wasn't healed at all because of the depression birth control gave me, I think it just right. added more acne. Like, like stress and stuff. yeah. And I've never, and that's why I'd never go on Accutane because I know that's even 10 times worse and worse than birth control. And I'm like, my emotions can't, I can't deal with that. Like I really can't.
0: No, I'm like, I'm so mentally stable anyways. I can't add
2: extra yeah, life factors. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're trying to stay as stable as we possibly can. Yeah, and it's like, you don't want to depend on something. Like, I was on spironolactone, which is also an acne medication, and it was working for, like, three weeks, and I was like, wait, I don't want this to work. Like, I don't want to be dependent on this to work for me, yeah, you know? So you don't want to depend on any pills. Like, control yeah. your body. Don't be afraid of it. Like, you should know what's going to happen to your body when you wake up tomorrow morning.
0: Exactly. And, like, as a girl, like so much of this is so natural. Like, exactly. I'm PMSing, my mood swings are kind of all over the place. And I like literally tell everyone, I'm like, this is so normal. It's fine. If exactly. I'm crying, it's okay. Like, we're fine. We know it's going to happen. And 100%. then, like, next week, I'm going to have a GOG complex again and, like, think I'm the shit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just so normal. Yeah. We don't want to change that. Exactly. But so if someone's trying to kind of build a more positive relationship with themselves, because that's so Mm -hmm. important, what tips do you kind of have for them to kind of start that? Or like, what do you do to kind of like reaffirm yourself and like be more confident in yourself?
2: Yeah, I think this has a lot to do with being proud of ourselves, which I think Mm -hmm. is such a difficult thing for us to be like. Oh, I'm proud of myself. Or like, even when I share like how many f- new subscribers I got, like mm-hmm. internally, I'm happy about it, but I get afraid to show that I'm so happy about it. Cause I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm showing off or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So Like I said, growing up, I was around not a great group of people. Like if I had an accomplishment, no one around me cared. Like no one cared. You're showing off. You're trying to show this off. You're trying to show that off. And that really gets to you. And it puts you to a point where you're like, I don't want to annoy people with my success. And before you know it, you're also doing that to yourself. And you're like, I don't want to annoy myself with my success. And I don't want to annoy myself with my confidence. Mm -hmm. And so I think being proud of yourself and recognizing your accomplishments and being like, wow, I did that. Like, I'm so proud of myself that's going to strengthen the relationship you have with yourself so much. And it's like, you can't expect to be loved by someone if you don't love yourself first. And I learned that the hard way where like, I was the most jealous insecure person in the relationship and like almost tore it apart. But once I kind of learned to love myself, I was like, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm worth. Like I feel like if you're in a relationship and you're kind of like insecure, you're going to be like, this person's going to cheat on me. I'm going to be broken when they cheat on me. I'm going to have nothing to do. But once you're confident, you're like, if this person was stupid enough to let this (laughs) go, I dare you. Yeah. Like they're not that stupid. So you kind of, once you kind of make the mindset shift of like, everyone's lucky to have me in their life and not in a conceited way where you're walking in the room, like you're welcome. I'm here, but it's like knowing what you're worth is the biggest thing of self-love because it's like, you're recognizing what you're capable of. You're not going to let people step on step all over you. If you're getting into the business world, you're not going to let yourself be downgraded just because you're a female and you're young and quote unquote, you don't know better. So I think knowing your worth is the biggest thing with self-love. And I think at first it can be like if it's a Friday night and everyone around you has plans, but you don't have plans and you're like, this sucks. Like I'm such a loner. I'm such a loser. Like I'm home while everyone's out. Take advantage of that time and be like, wow, this version of myself that I have tonight isn't going to exist in a few months from now. Like, let me spend time with her and enjoy her and help her grow and heal And you just have to kind of see yourself like you see the person you love most in the world. And once you kind of make those mindset shifts, you're going to be at a completely different place, like mentally, physically, and emotionally. And it is a process. And I would not say you get 100% there ever. I think you're always going to grow more and more. And I've definitely made such big progress with like, I love spending time with myself, cleaning my room, like just do something that you love to do. And that's going to make you feel good. Put on some music, put on a TV show, like, That's when you're going to really just enjoy being with yourself and you're not going to feel the need to people please or always be with someone or, you know, feed into going out with people even when you don't want to, you know?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, a huge thing that you said is view yourself like the person you love the most because they always tell you, like, we talk so shitty to ourselves, but I would never say that to my best friend. I would never say that to my mom. Like, I would never say any of that stuff. So why am I saying it to myself, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly. Like just treat yourself like someone you love and eventually you're going to get there and you're going to be the person that you love, whether it's a really, you know, ugly. And that's why my podcast, I talk about the good and bad sides of it. I'm like, you're not going to wake up, put on a face mask, light a candle and be great and love right. yourself. You know, it's a right. daily thing that you have to practice. So people expect it to just happen overnight. And it's not something that happens that quick. It's something you have to just do everyday things that you add into your practice. And eventually you're going to get to that point.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. So if someone were to want to start a podcast, what advice would you give them?
2: Number one is like, just, just do it. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to do a podcast, like you have to kind of just start. Like, I think number one, get a pen and paper. If you're listening to this and you want to start a podcast and write, what do you want your podcast to be about? Do you want to talk about fashion, wellness, health, like drama, whatever it is that you want to talk about? Like, you write it down and you say, this is what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of figure out your niche and your topic, you don't have to think, I think people think like, I don't know what title I want and what kind of picture I want. Like I had my title because of my Instagram blog, but if you listen to my first few episodes, they're honestly cringy. And like, I can't even listen to them. I can't listen I'm like, Oh my God, that's what I sounded like. I didn't have an intro song. Like you're not going to have everything in the first episode. So write down some ideas, write down some inspirations on other podcasts that you kind of want to mirror a little bit, not copy, but be like, oh, I like how this girl talks about mental health. I want to incorporate that, you know, whatever. And once you kind of write down, like, do you want to have guests on? If you want to have guests on, what kind of guests would you want to have on? Do you want to do solos advice? Do You want to base it off your Instagram or create a whole new Instagram? Like there's a lot of steps that go into it. And your first 10 episodes don't have to be perfect. Like I'm on episode what, like 45 and I just now got a real microphone. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a process. And especially as a college student, I don't have all the money in the world to invest on a podcast studio. So you have to just take baby steps. So once you kind of plan out who you want to have on the show, what you want your episodes to be about solo episodes, guest episodes, and gain inspiration from other podcasters, I recommend just going on to Amazon or going to Best Buy, buying a microphone set and just starting, I used anchor, which this isn't sponsored by them, but I use them because it's so easy to edit on there. And it's really good to get your stuff on like different types of platforms. So that's my biggest tip is don't try to push it too much. I would, I pre recorded and edited around nine episodes in like two weeks Mm -hmm. so that I could have a lot of content to push out when I first started, but consistency is the biggest thing when it comes to content because I post every single week, sometimes twice a week. And I see the difference of when I post once a week versus when I post twice a week. I see my follower count jump if I post more on TikTok versus less on TikTok. So it's all consistency, not perfection. Yeah.
0: I totally agree.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Consistency is definitely key. Like with anything. Exactly. Really is. If you
2: want it, you're going to keep doing it. Exactly. That's it.
0: If you want it, you're going to make it happen no matter mm-hmm. what. But so before we wrap up, plug your socials, tell everyone where they can find you, what the podcast is called. Well, we've said it like 70. Yeah. Times.
2: <laughs> they should know by now, but just like give us all of your socials. So if you guys want to find me on Instagram, I have a personal Instagram at Olivia Eve Shabo, which is like my full name and my personal one. My podcast Instagram is for you from Eve. I post so much more on there. Like I update you guys on my stories. I post pictures and everything. Um, My podcast is for you from Eve. And then my TikTok is Olivia Eve Shabo. But if you go into my Instagram link, you're going to see like my Amazon storefront, my Pinterest, my podcast, like you'll see all the links there for everything. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. You guys can DM me any questions. This was so much fun, and I also had brianne on my podcast. So you guys mm-hmm. should definitely check her out on mine. Uh, and I had so much fun talking with you. We, our values aligned so much, so I feel like it was so easy to kind of just jump off of each other. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on.
0: I like of I have such a good. Thanks time. for
2: reaching out on Instagram because I've been like MIA and my guest episodes.
0: Yeah, you just want to shoot your shot. That's the best. Yeah, experience. literally, and I'm glad you did. but thank you so much for coming on the podcast Mm -hmm. guys feel free to send us dms let us know how you like this episode and i will catch you guys in the next episode bye guys